McLean Middleton Minutes, a podcast dedicated to business, legal, and community news in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. You'll hear about all things legal and how they affect business. You'll also hear from local business and community leaders sharing stories of their success. In law and business, good things often take time. So, without a minute to spare, let's get started with McLean Middleton Minutes. Welcome to McLean Middleton Minutes. I'm your host, Attorney Cheryl Stevens, and joining me today is Courtney Kovach, HR Manager for Game Creek Video. Game Creek Video is located in Hudson, New Hampshire, and they serve the world's largest television networks with state-of-the-art mobile television production units. If you watch any large events such as the Super Bowl, World Series, or NASCAR, Game Creek Video was part of bringing that experience to you through television. I've invited Courtney to join me today to talk about what Game Creek Video is doing to address issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. So hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, could you tell us a little bit about Game Creek Video? Because I bet a lot of the people in the audience haven't heard of it. Absolutely. And thank you, Sharla, very much for having me on. I'm very excited to be talking to you today about some of the initiatives that uh, my company is working on. So Game Creek Video is a mobile television production company, and we're based in Hudson, New Hampshire. And we have a fleet of trucks that travel all across the country. And our job is to broadcast uh, many different kinds of events for our clients for the major uh, television networks. And so we're mostly sports, but we also do some entertainment and some political and, and certainly some corporate. We're a family owned business. The company is headed up by a father and his three sons. And we employ approximately 170 employees all across the United wow. States. We have, um, we have you know, our truck drivers and our engineers who travel all over. And then we have a smaller group of support staff that works out of Hudson, New Hampshire. Great. So, of course, the reason that we asked you to come on and talk to us had to do with the fact that you had some pretty exciting initiatives around forming a diversity committee um, and that that's a fairly recent endeavor for Game Creek. Can you tell us how that came about? Absolutely. So we didn't have any kind of diversity uh, committee um, prior to May. And then on May 25th, 2020, we all saw what happened to George Floyd, a black man who was killed by a police officer during an arrest. And our, our company was already under so much stress with COVID and we were pretty much halted from an operational standpoint at that point in time. And so everyone's home and they're watching TV and these headlines are, are horrifying. And, you know, we're watching this new story unfold. And uh, we also have 10 black employees on our team. And it was a very you know, paralyzing moment for us because we wanted to acknowledge what was happening with our employees, but we didn't know how to do it. And so I think the harder part was that the events that we were trying to acknowledge had nothing to do with the business. So it was a very different message that we weren't accustomed to um, trying to craft and, and respond. And, and it was hard. And so you know, in, we basically spent a couple of days really trying to get the right message crafted. And we were, you know, really agonizing over every word because you don't want to insult anybody. And, you know, and, and we were trying to convey the right leadership. And in the end- so who was the we? Was it the leadership team or the owners of the company? 
Yes. So I, so I apologize. Yes. I, I was working with the ownership, uh, with the family and, and we were, we were working to try to figure out, you know, what the company's response was going to be. And, and again, it was important to us to acknowledge what was happening. Um, but we didn't know the exact way to do that. So, so I was working with the, with the family to try to, um, you know, get that messaging exactly right. And when you're talking about messaging, was that like uh, like some of the statements that we've seen from a lot of companies that came out pretty quickly after the the uh, the the events that you spoke of with George Floyd? Was it that kind of thing that you were trying to do, some kind of a public statement? So we did see a lot of companies doing the public statements, especially on social media. It seemed like everything on social media was about you know a company's position about you know, race or um, discrimination or social injustice. And so that that wasn't what we were trying to figure out. It was less about the external message. And, and for us, it was more about the internal message. Um, okay. You know, we're, we're a small knit group and, you know, we're owned by a family. We very much have a family like culture. And um, and again, you know, we, we had we had 10 black employees on our team and, and we were just, uh, you know, trying to, to figure out, you know, how how we craft a response that would also support just what we're about as a company, which is, you know, which is, you know, race doesn't matter, you know, but, um, but it was a really tricky thing to do. And, and in the end, what ended up happening was we received an email from a small group of employees, five employees came together on their own and it was led by a, a black engineer on our team. And they came together and they basically pitched the idea that we as a company commit to taking new action and that we were really work to create um, some new space that would allow for, you know, healthy dialogue, different dialogue across our staff that would really promote the things that we're talking about now, diversity, inclusion, and really allowing the company to get more involved um, in some of the social injustices that we know are are still happening. You know, in the end, we had a follow-up conversation with that, uh, black engineer, and he asked us a simple question. He said, "Why hasn't anyone reached out to me? Um, mm. Why didn't anyone reach out to see how I was doing?" And it, it hit us. It hit us that we didn't need to have the perfectly crafted words for any of our messaging. We simply needed to take the action to show him that we cared, and that was it. That was all that mattered. And so we took the proposal that this small group gave us and we were able to craft our response to, to our entire organization. And our response was that, you know, the, the past several weeks had been an extremely difficult time um, for our country, um, that George Floyd's uh, senseless murder and the demonstrations that followed reminded us that, you know, sy- uh, systemic racism still existed. And that as a company, we wanted to, to respond to that and we were gonna form this diversity uh, committee. And the goal of the committee would be to making sure that we continue to shape the kind of culture um, that was very balanced in every level possible, you know, to talk about some of these issues. And that was how GCD United was born. So how did you kick it off? So, so we kicked it off by trying to think about how we introduced this committee to the rest of the company. And the very first initiative that the group underwent was a town hall um, that we invited the entire company to participate in. And the town hall was uh, kicked off by a seven minute monologue video called Masks Off that GCV United um, created. And it was very, very powerful because each person 
started their monologue with their COVID mask on, because um, of course we're all wearing these masks. And when it was their turn to speak, they slowly you know, took their mask off and they shared a personal story about something that they struggled with. And you know, their personal story was either something because of their race or gender or sexual orientation. So I should mention that GCV United is made up of, you know, a diverse group of employees that we have here, um, you know, different gender, different race, ethnicity, and then different uh, sexual orientation. And so they each took a minute to kind of tell their story. And we showed that seven minute uh, monologue to the company. And then we invited the staff to participate in a conversation. And it was really, um, it was really open on purpose. And we really wanted to, you know, create the opportunity for them to comment or reflect on what they saw from the monologues or talk about anything in the news that was bothering them. And, um, you know, the group had actually prepared a list of what they kept calling uncomfortable questions at the beginning mm -hmm. in case we had crickets from the audience because nobody wants to hear those crickets. And we didn't have to. We didn't have to go to one of those uncomfortable questions because we had a lot of good dialogue from our staff. And so that was the very first thing that we did to introduce GCV United to our company. And of course, this is all on Zoom, right? Because everybody's spread out all over the country. And then, you know, you're a lot of people are working remotely because of COVID. So not necessarily the ideal circumstances to bring people together. Right, exactly. We couldn't actually bring anybody together. But, um, <laughs> but you know, but I've, I've got to say it was a very powerful moment for us as a company because it set the stage for the purpose behind this committee. Um, it had full support from, you know, from, uh, from the president of our, of our company. And it was, it was very you know, widely attended and we did do it over Zoom and, um, and it was a, a really uh, special moment for us. So did the president speak or did he lead the discussion? How, how was the participation of ownership and who led things? Um, yes, so he kicked it off. He kicked it off. You know, he started with an email beforehand to let everybody know you're going to be seeing an invitation for this town hall. Here's what's, you know, here's what it's about. Um, we highly encourage your, your participation if you're able. And then he let it off, you know, in a live moment when the Zoom call started. And then he turned it over to our, again, that black engineer who has kind of led the charge on this, um, who spoke a few words thanking everyone for being there. And again, reiterating the purpose behind the, the monologue video. And then we showed the video and, and then had the, the group discussion. So what's happened since then? Has the, has the group taken on any initiatives? Has it moved forward from that point? Yeah, the group has a lot of energy and they have not taken their foot off the gas pedal, which is great, you know, because the last thing you want to do is form this new committee and then it kind of dies six months later. And, um, you know, that's, that's not the case here, the group came together and they said, okay, we want to be around for the long haul. And we know that change sometimes takes a long time. So what are the goals that we want to set now? And then we can, you know, tailor our programs and initiatives to meet those goals. And so they really came up, uh, came up with four key goals. One was to continue to promote an inclusive culture. So that's really about our internal culture, what we want that to look like, and really shaping a lot of education and opportunities for our employees to get involved. Um, the second goal was a diverse workforce. So that really gets at more of our hiring and our recruitment initiatives, which we haven't really been able to dive into because we're not hiring right now. But when that changes, you know, we'll be taking more effort there to, to lead more diverse um, hiring efforts. The third goal is to become an industry leader. 
in the diversity and inclusion space. And we do have a, a team of leadership professionals that's formed in our broadcasting industry that we're a part of and that we have a voice with. Um, but that one's been to a you know, slightly smaller extent to this point in time. Um, but the last one's community outreach. And so it was also important to this group that we participate in projects that let us um, partner with different uh, community initiatives um, you know, with the goal of, of um, you know, focusing on minority groups, low-income groups, underprivileged groups, and seeing how our employees and the company as a whole can help. And so, so I know that they've actually taken on some projects. What, what, what have they done? Yeah, so, so with the goal of uh, promoting more inclusive culture, the biggest thing that GCV United has done is they've formed their own podcast series. And so podcasts are great right now, especially where you can't physically be with people because you can record, as you know, and, and kind of come together to talk about a topic. And so their podcast series is called United Within. And each po podcast focuses on a different topic. And the podcast is recorded with a couple of employee guest speakers who participate in a dialogue about the topic at hand. And then we make the podcast available to the entire company. They can listen to it at their convenience because, again, everybody has a slightly different work schedule. And then we schedule what we call a fireside chat a week or so later where employees are invited to attend that meeting to continue the conversation. And so we've rolled out two so far. Um, the first podcast focused on Black Lives Matter. And the mm -hmm. second podcast, which we recently wrapped up, focused on the LGBTQIA uh, plus community. Mm -hmm. And so those have been um, two, you know, two podcasts to date that have allowed the staff to uh, dive into a particular issue and then continue that conversation. So when the podcast has been broadcast internally to the staff and then there's this follow-up fireside chat, is the fireside chat devoted to the topic of the podcast? So it's follow-up conversation on that? Exactly. Yes. So it allows people to either, um, you know, listen in and, and become a little bit more educated about the podcast and the follow-up that happens from that, um, or, you know, what we're obviously hoping for to drive some greater interaction is, um, you know, that people are, are enlightened or educated or learn something new after listening to the podcast and they want to talk about something further. And so it's, it's a way to try to continue that engagement with our staff and invite people to participate in a conversation that we probably wouldn't have had a, a year ago. Um, you know, these topics are things that are really not about uh, the purpose behind our jobs here. But they absolutely contribute to people's, you know, overall well-being and um, and the things that some of our employees are thinking about. And so, um, so on that end, it's 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 been a successful endeavor. So the the fireside chats are participatory. Anybody who wants to ask a question or comment is free to do that. Exactly. Yes. And what's the feedback then from the um, you know the population of employees at large? I think the, the, the fireside chats have allowed employees who have a lot of interest in a particular area to feel comfortable having that conversation. Um, I would say that the podcasts have allowed us to maybe move the needle in a more specialized way for those people who have interest on that particular topic. On the flip side, some of our community outreach initiatives have allowed us to move the needle in a bigger way where perhaps there's, you know, there's more participation company-wide on something that we're you know, trying to promote or achieve. So for example, two community projects we've done since this committee formed, uh, one was a back to school drive 
in September when a lot of schools were trying to figure out, you know, do the kids, are they going to be in the classroom? Are they going to be learning from home? And Game Creek Video partnered with both the Boys and Girls Club and then also an elementary school in East Boston where we invited our employees to donate back to school supplies. And then we formed these back to school kits made up of the school supplies. And then we distributed them to both the boys and girls club and that elementary school. And, and that was a way for, you know, us collectively as a company to uh, participate and make a difference for those communities. Um, I think the podcast, you know, they, they cater to a more specialized group who may have more interest in that particular topic at hand. So when, when you're talking about the diversity initiative, you've gone certainly further than race. So you're focusing on, um, you know, all, all, all types of ways in which you have a divorce, diverse workforce, whether it be uh, sexual orientation or gender, age. I mean, you're, you're covering everything. Yes. And I know that the group has a couple of topics lined up over the next few months. One of them focuses on uh, women in the broadcast industry, because it it tends to be more, um, some of the roles in our industry tend to be more dominantly male. And so there's going to be a piece that focuses on women. And then we also want to do a segment on our our, uh, veterans and military and um, some mental health issues that can, um, you know, be, be tied to that. So, so the group certainly has quite a, quite a, a, a list of the, um, issues that they'd like to further talk about and discuss. That's great. So I, you know, I know I've talked to a lot of employers and some, you know, or, or nonprofits or, you know, whether they be businesses or other types of organizations who struggle um, with where do I start? Um, you know, what advice would you give to a, a company or workplace who hasn't really dived into um, diversity initiatives? Where, where do they begin? How do they bring a, a, a team together? Yeah, I think uh, that's a great question. And for us, you know, it, it ended up being a situation where we knew our employees were dealing with a lot of stressors that had nothing to do with the job. And it really challenged us to pay attention to what our employees were thinking about and feeling outside of the context of the job. And I think that, you know, now more than ever, there's this strong focus on overall well-being. Um, you know, you've got physical safety and you've got emotional safety. And, um, you know, as a company, where do we see the gaps? Where do we see our employees struggling? And how can we provide better tools and resources and support, um, you know, during these, you know, during these unstable times? But, you know, even if even if times do stabilize, there's going to be things that employees are thinking about. And so, um, you know, for us, we've what we've learned is that employees lean on their leaders to provide the direction and the guidance and the reassurance on issues that may not involve the job. So it's, it's getting in tune with your employees to figure out the things that are um, on their minds, kind of weighing on them. And then ultimately, you know, how you want to align that with the kind of culture that you want to, um, you know, build and maintain. So were people, were people asked to be part of this group or did they volunteer? I mean, I know it started with this initial group of five people that wrote that email, but um, how, how is the membership of the committee made up now and, and how did those who are on it get selected? So when the company president um, initially crafted that initial response back in May, we did introduce the idea of having a diversity committee 
um, form. And we did ask people if they wanted to volunteer. So we okay. did open it up to the company um, to get, you know, feedback and to see what interest there might be. Because, you know, in the end, we wanted this to be an employee initiative um, uh, group, you know, we didn't want it to be something that, um, you know, people felt like they were being tapped for and, and really wanted to get a group of employees who felt passionate about this work and who wanted to spend some of their time, you know, working on these initiatives. So the final group now is made up of those same five members that initially came forward. Um, but we also have some new people in the mix that that had a, a passion for wanting to spend their time on, on these initiatives. And do they come from all different areas of the company? management, you know, drivers, <laughs> technicians, I mean, is everyone involved? Yeah, it's a real good cross-functional mix. It really is. It, it, um, it spans the office staff as well as our road staff, and it does have um, management and non-management on there. So it's, it's a good, it's a good size group. You know, we didn't want it to get too, too big, you know, either where, um, you know, then sometimes the bigger the group, the harder it can be to, to get, you know, work done. Um, mm -hmm. but, but in the end, the, the people interested kind of formed the exact right size group that we were hoping for, uh, which is around 10 people. So it's, um, it's, it's been very successful on that front. And then I would say that, um, you know, for the people who aren't on the committee, you know, we're making sure they have opportunities to contribute based on the work that this group is doing. And have you have you seen it um, improve people's comfort level to have conversations around all of these issues, which can be so tough to tackle? I do think it has, yes, and and that's a, a hard thing to gauge. Um, you know, when we're not in the work environment that a lot of our remote employees in. But the kinds of emails, the kinds of calls, the kinds of conversations that we're having more as a management team, as a leadership team here. So we're talking about things now that that are outside the scope of, you know, the job and just the day to day operation. And again, trying to be so mindful about just overall well-being of our staff and what do people need right now? And, um, you know, trying to align the efforts of, you know, this group with 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 making sure that we're hitting on those marks. That's terrific. It, it, it sounds like it's been such a successful initiative in a, in a really relatively short period of time. And, and they don't they don't look like they're stopping. So, you know, congratulations to the company for for bringing this group together and, you know, frankly, allowing them to tackle some issues that are, are, are so challenging and so important. Um, I really appreciate your time, Courtney. Thank you very much, Sharla. My pleasure. We invite you to learn more about Game Creek Video by visiting GameCreekVideo.com. Thank you for listening to McLean Middleton Minutes, a production of the McLean Middleton Law Firm. We invite you to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. Check back soon for additional episodes.